0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 He is risen, risen indeed. The Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen. Until after the son of man had risen from the dead. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for being transfigured on the mountain. Help us to listen to you. Amen. Well, we've had some technical difficulties this morning with our broadcast. Are we back up? All right. Thank you, Roberta. Let's give Roberta a big hand for <laughs> troubleshooting. So if you don't know, we do, we do live stream this service onto uh, YouTube. Which reminds me of a funny story, actually. There was a few months ago when our kids were really watching a lot of YouTube videos. And I wasn't too happy about it. You know, um, video game videos, opening toy videos, you know, and I just, I didn't like it. And so we came up with a rule, no YouTube, no YouTube, you can't watch YouTube. You know, do something else, read a book. Watch TV, just no more YouTube. Because you don't know, you know, some of these videos, what people are saying on them. And uh, that lasted, you know, a few hours. (laughs) And the reason why, one of our kids said, Dad, don't you live stream the church service? And I said, yeah. He goes, and does it go to YouTube? Yeah. Well, if the church puts videos on YouTube, why can't we watch YouTube? So they got me on that one. So now we just have to, you know, monitor what they watch. But children are smart, and children are worth listening to. Last week, uh, I wasn't here because I I had COVID, finally, for the first time. I was a NOVID for four years, and it finally hit me. And uh, do be careful out there because it it was a little bit tougher than I thought it would be. Uh, But I, I am feeling better and testing negative. So when I was gone, I was able to watch the service online and I was able to appreciate uh, that we do that. So thank you, It, it really was nice. And I heard Pastor Maria's sermon, a good sermon, and I was glad she was here. And one of the things that she shared that made an impact with me was that as she travels around the Synod, she notices how many churches are really struggling. She told a story about the last church she was at. There were eight people and nine, including the organist. And their stack of bulletins only was nine because they never had visitors. And they they just weren't prepared. That was a very sobering thing to hear. And there are many churches, not just Lutheran. Right, But many churches of all different kinds that are struggling these days. Why? Well, I'd like to say that maybe the reason why is because we don't know what to say. I mean, we've said the basic thing over and over. Jesus was born of a virgin. He did miracles. He was crucified. He rose from the dead. If you believe in him, your sins are forgiven and you'll go to heaven. Raises the question, do people have any interest in hearing this? Maybe we don't know what to say. Think about our gospel reading this morning. There they are on the top of the mountain. And Jesus is transfigured. Peter didn't know what to say. there's a lot about the story that seems fantastical I like to hike and when I hike my clothes get dirty it just happens that's part of hiking yet on this hiking trip Jesus clothes become clean they become dazzling white and then he's visited by Moses and Elijah who lived hundreds and hundreds of years ago and then Jesus' face shines. How are we to make sense of a story like this? Peter was terrified, and he wanted to build three shelters, like chapels, where people could come and worship. He was impressed. He was impressed by Jesus' power, and he figured, hey, if we build churches, people will come because they will want to worship Jesus. He didn't know what to say. In fact, the Bible tells us he was terrified and he didn't know what he was talking about. We could apply this to our present situation. We have seen the power of Jesus. We think it's cool. We have built churches. So where are the people? So, what do we do when we don't know what to say? Well, we can look at the Bible. And what did God tell Peter? When Peter didn't know what to say, he spoke, God spoke from the cloud. What did God say to him? He said, "Listen, Peter. Stop talking for a minute and listen to Jesus." When we don't know what to say, we can listen. God said, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. So one of the nice things about getting sick, if there's anything nice, is you do get time to read. All right? So not at first, but when I started feeling better, I was able to read, catch up on some books. One book that I've been meaning to read is called The Drama of the Gifted Child by Alice Miller. She says in her book that children deserve to be taken seriously and listened to. Children deserve unconditional love. It's a very simple idea, and it actually is not that hard to do. Sometimes as parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles, people who interact with children, we think it's our job to tell the children what to do, right? We think it's our job to control them. Well, reading this book made me rethink that a little bit. It's not that we give them whatever we, they want. It's not possible. It's not a good idea. But we can listen to them and take them seriously. They ask interesting questions, When we take time to listen and take seriously what they say, we create space for children to really grow and thrive. And we also heal our own inner child. Each of us has a child within us that longs to be loved unconditionally. At the transfiguration, Peter didn't know what to say and God reminded him and James and John and all of us to listen to my son. Jesus was God's child. And if we are supposed to listen to Jesus, then we are also supposed to listen to all the sons and all the daughters. And by the way, what did Jesus say as they went down the mountain? Well, he told the disciples... Don't tell anybody what happened. Don't even even bother telling anybody about this wonderful thing until the Son of Man has resurrected. And, you know, throughout the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus does this. It's called the Messianic secret. Anytime he does like a special miracle or someone figures out that he's the Son of God, he always says, shh, don't tell anybody. He really didn't want to make that the focus. He wanted the focus to be on the message he taught. And he said, don't bother saying anything until the Son of Man has been resurrected. Sometimes we call Jesus the Son of God. Sometimes we call him the Son of Man because he was a human. But the thing is, Jesus, when he says until the Son of Man is resurrected, well, I'm a Son of Man. You are a son of man. You are a daughter of man. We are all sons and daughters of man and woman. We're we're humans. And the promise of resurrection isn't just for Jesus. It's for us. We will resurrect. We will have new life. Not just after we die, but here and now. God has promised us healing. New life. New perspective. We have children within us who are flourishing and growing and seeking to be heard. I've been thinking about a childhood memory. We had a music teacher named Mr. Malane, and he was really good. He was good at engaging us at the elementary school level. And if we were good all week on Fridays, we would have a special treat. Um, we would... And it would be musical. And sometimes he would play this song called Thank the Good Lord, It's Friday. Thank the good Lord, it's Friday. And we would love that song. And We would get to do the percussion instruments and sing. But there was one special treat that we liked even more than Mr. Mullane playing Thank the Good Lord, It's Friday. And that was when he let one of us play the piano. And there was a friend of mine by the name of Jonathan Rovi. And he was a Lutheran, a Wisconsin Evangelical Synod Lutheran. Yeah. And Jonathan Rovi had had piano lessons for a long time. And we all knew this, and we all liked it when he played the piano. And he would play the theme song to Chariots of Fire. Remember that movie? Bum, 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 bum. And we, were just, we would be in rapture. It was just so amazing that one of us, our peer, could sit down at the piano and make this wonderful music. And it was like the best thing for us. When we let a child speak, when we take time to listen to what they have to say musically, with their mouths, with their body language, this is a sign of the resurrection. We will resurrect. Our inner child will be free because of God's grace. Amen. Please stand as you're able for our hymn of the day. How good, Lord, to be here. Your glory fills the night.